Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. So essentially, we were talking about how when black people like something, all of a sudden it becomes seen as a negative. But we what it, we really started as I think we we're talking about like this idea that black people are stereotypically seen eating certain things. So we should be offended by it. Like I recently saw an article about Ikea and they had a Juneteenth celebration and they served fried chicken and watermelon <laughs> and macaroni and cheese. And people were upset by it. And so. The thing is, I, you know, we were talking about how like this is a common occurrence where whenever black people start liking something or it's perceived to like something, there must be something wrong with it or it's seen as negative. And um, I was saying how everybody was talking so bad about Hennessy and I had never had it. I was a late drinker. Um, so I was like, let me try this shit out. Cause everybody's like, oh, Hennessy is trash. Just niggas just like that shit. Niggas is trash. They, you know, just the rappers like it, you know, all that kind of stuff. I wish he went and had it. I didn't think it was bad. It tastes like every other cognac. I mean, I didn't think yeah, all Kanye tastes like shit. <laughs> right. So I didn't see. But the funny thing is, it wasn't even created as a black thing. It's a very uh, respected old school yeah. uh, brand. So it's like, yeah. like, I don't know why these people are acting like they're too good for um, Hennessy. If, if white people reclaim Hennessy, all those same people would rush right back to it. You know, and, and that's the thing is like, because um, where we were talking, uh, we were texting each other the other day and we were talking about the whole Ikea thing with the watermelon and the chicken. And I was saying like, you know, the rappers, I remember the locks was always talking about Mr. Chow's or they started talking about drinking uh, Ace of Spades or what was the other one? Cristal. Then all of a sudden that became niggerized. You know what I'm saying? So nobody wants that anymore. You don't want Cristal. You don't want Ace of Spades. You know what I'm saying? So now it's a new liquor. You know what I'm saying? Anytime black people start, like T said, perceived to like something, it becomes a bad thing. And what black people don't understand is whether you stop eating this stuff or drinking this stuff or not, it ain't going to make a difference because it's not about the product. It's about you. They don't like you. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you think white people are not drinking Hennessy, like, like there's plenty of white people who are still like, like Hennessy is an old school ass brand like you know like like you know you know what i mean like they'll make they fun sell of you it at the white liquor stores like if you yeah. go to yeah. white neighborhoods that are like beverly hills they're right there on the shelf with everything else so yeah, hennessy white all of them you know i've we, seen an old picture of bruce lee and he had a bottle this, of hennessy this is um, the thing we're not even that big of a population as black people for them to totally just rely on us as a as no their, exactly as a demo yeah. not something as big as alcohol you know what i mean yeah so I, yeah here's how big hennessy is i'm sorry finish finish your thought no, that's you can continue my thought. Actually, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll say Hen- Hennessy. Like people, people don't um, know all this. I, I read a book a couple of years ago, and I didn't know it, it was a book about um, the rise of luxury and and how luxury brands work and how like luxury brands have their clothes and just and and their their history and everything. There's this company called LVMH, and this company is a juggernaut. Have you have you heard of um, LVMH? I never have. No, but um, I also only recently heard of MCM, so don't don't go by me. Okay, okay <laughs> like like LVMH. I did not understand what this company um, was, but it uh, stands for um, Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Um, you know, so it's oh like, damn, okay. So there's a giant con- conglomerate. Uh, Hennessy comes from 
It was founded in 1765, and uh, it's like fifth generation. So back when Negroes had to make it, we we wasn't we wasn't able to drink it. We had to make it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. Right. So uh, it's a huge centuries old um, fancy companies headquartered in France and then it merged in 1971 with Moet and Chandon right and that mm. created Moet Hennessy right mm. then Moet Hennessy merged with Louis Vuitton in 1987 and together they're one of the most luxury brand uh, conglomerates so they, they combined Louis Vuitton Moet and Hennessy to create uh, you know this giant thing and then it got taken over by the owner of Christian Dior and with the support of Guinness so this is like the biggest whitest uh, company that there is and if these people really think that it's just a bunch of black people in America in the hood keeping this thing alive like like people get so disgusted by other black people that they will actually convince themselves that this brand of this huge worldwide centuries long conglomerate is now ghetto because um mob deep uh yeah yeah had, started talking had jerseys right. on that say hennessy <laughs> on it and and tupac was doing hennessy and alizé it was oh it was, it was, we got to put this it's on the stock market now the niggers are just they just got hennessy everywhere like you know <laughs> it's like when you it's like when you like old english you know old english i think old english was big on the east coast too but especially on the west coast like old english was popular yeah. But it wasn't popular enough for it to keep it in the stores. Like you can't find only old English like that. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. Black people can't keep make make something that big. Uh, but if you look up LVMH, man, that is like the most luxury of luxury uh, stuff. They own everything. Damn. Uh, you do. know what's interesting too is like, and it's it's another tactic to shame black people. Whenever black people are seen with something name brand or even talk about wanting something name brand, all of a sudden, you know, people start talking about how you know those things are like what poor people buy. Rich people don't oh, don't yeah. buy expensive oh, things. Rich people don't wear Jordans. And, and, and they, they you know, know that Michael Jordan wears. And Jordan. you know what makes me so mad about it? Because they be talking out their ass. Because there's no way you're gonna convince me that Tiffany is Tiffany and Company is staying alive. Off of niggas with no who ain't got no, no money. No. You know how much a paperclip from Tiffany costs? And there's brands that we don't even know of. We don't even have those catalogs. We don't have the. We don't even have access to them. You know what exposed that shit? It, it, I, we already knew this, but what it really exposes it is that guy that goes around asking people what they do for a living, and they're driving like supercars. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he goes around asking people what they do for a living, and they're all driving fucking I don't know crazy crazy Bugattis cars. yeah crazy yeah. stuff and they'll make but they'll lead you to believe because black folks buy a brand new Benz so white people they don't even they don't even drive no Benz they got a bike oh, 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 yeah, 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 that, that whole like their myth boss. white millionaires just drive Honda Accords which yeah, is a lie bullshit it's, it's a, a straight up lie first of all <laughs> they they have a way of, of stunting on each other that's like in way Another you wouldn't level. Even, you wouldn't even notice it unless you in yeah. that world. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was a nanny, yeah. that's what really taught me so much about rich white people was when I was a nanny. Because I didn't realize it's a whole nother culture. It's a whole nother world, a whole nother way of thinking. Because oh, yeah. you'll be talking like about some regular shit and they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They have like they they're like, What's a laundromat? They have no clue what you're talking about. I'm not even joking. They have they will be like, I've never been to a laundromat. I don't even know what that is. Ninety nine cent yeah, store, never, never heard of it. One. Right. What's the what's a ninety nine cent store? So everything's like a dollar? Like they'll really look at you like you're crazy and so that's how the people don't understand that those people don't operate the way that they're that this fantasy idea that they have like oh rich people and not not only they, that they're and humble. I can't, I can't, rich people I can't, are always driving thank you. i was gonna and, say that i was i was gonna say that you know the thing about it is um what when it comes to a lot of rich people or wealthy people if you t- told them about laundry man or 99 cent store it's not like they're gonna be like 
I would never go to a 99 cent store. They don't even know. They right. don't even know what the fuck you're talking What's about. What's the pay list? And, and honestly, <laughs> they will try to go. They will try to go to a 99 cent store. But what has happened is we got all these people. And a lot of times, man, it really has to do with just being a hater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's really all about you don't like it because I got it, which is the quintessential uh, identification of what a hater is. Hey, you, on, don't like, you don't like me having it. You, know? you don't like it because I got it, but you hate that I got it because I remind you of yourself. Like, exactly. You, because you, see, you don't have it. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but, no, but when you see my black ass having it because you hate yourself because you're black, seeing, it's like a mirror that you don't want to, you want to be someone else. So seeing someone that looks like you have the thing just reminds you of yourself. You want, exactly. You only want things that people who don't look like you have no, but because this, you don't but, like yourself. But it's not only that, I if I don't have it and you have it, and I'm sitting up like I'm the one. I feel like I'm more deserving than you. You're uneducated. Oh yeah, I have true. more education than you. Um, I did everything the right way. I waited till I was married to have a kid. I did all the right. things I was supposed to do. And here you are, you know, doing all doing whatever the fuck you want to do and having the shit I want. How dare you? How dare yeah, how you, dare yeah, you right, have Peter. a job? And, and that's usually where they want to police how you got it. Like uh, you're probably spending your welfare check on that. Was that your tax yeah, return? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, yo, what is up with that assumption? Well, you know that, but you know that's what started happening when. The whole uh, talk about reparations came up. Man, all they're gonna do is buy Gucci, Gucci and Louis Vuitton belts and Jordans. Like, wait a minute, but even if I did, why the fuck do you care? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, but it doesn't even make sense for anything every else. Every dollar but... on a pair of Jordans, why do you care? And and it's, and it's like, yeah, if you're owed the money, like, 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 can you picture that? Like, uh, yeah. So th- this this rich person hit you with a car because they were drinking and driving. So you deserve this money. We looked into your finances, and you don't handle money respectably. Uh, respectably. So we're not gonna give you this judgment. Like, it, it doesn't even make any sense. Only with black people is that become um even because everything that black people get people in their mind automatically turn it mentally into a social program into so a social like, program it's everything's welfare anytime black people get anything yeah yeah right. even even the nfl uh it's something that only six percent okay okay you have something that six percent of the population which is like black men uh have somehow become 75 percent of one of the most elite um things on earth, which is the NFL, you know? And if you look at, you know, basketball, they're even like a higher percentage. It's even more, yeah, a higher percentage. Yeah, yeah and in, with any other race, that would be considered the biggest, like, success story and sign of meritocracy yeah. or, or or excellence. And with black people, you seem to be talking about, like, why they need it. They should feel lucky. Like, like they've turned... They've turned the NFL, their mind, into a social program that because they believe can. that all all black people should work for free. They believe all black people, all athletes, black athletes, they should work for free. Well, well, they don't to make believe it they even should heavier, even get paid. To make it even heavier, all black people, the default mode is slave. So yeah, so NFL players are just slave. Like the baseline is slave. So it's like you know anything you get above slave is considered you it's know too much. That's yeah, a handout. yeah, or a gift. You know, like like if your default is being a slave, then freedom is then freedom is a gift. That's the whole thing why they say enslaved humans instead of uh, slave because it wants to remind people no, these are humans who were brought down. Like the default yeah. level actually isn't. Uh, and that's the reason why they talk about athletes a certain kind of way. So when they talk about athletes, it's never as if they worked for this shit. It's like somebody gave it to him. You're like, wait a minute. No, Kobe Bryant really is six foot seven. He stays in the gym. He does work his ass off. He shoots 5,000 jumpers a day. Nobody gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. They turn into affirmative action somehow or a gift. Yeah. 
all, yeah. all the time. You know, so, th- there's a reason why I started switching from the word slave to enslaved was for that very reason. Because people will say some shit like, oh, they're just slaves. They're this, they're that. And right. I'm like, let's change the language. They were enslaved, so then there's an enslaver. Exactly. So, yeah, so it, then it, you have it, to then you have calling to someone a slave. There's no accountability. But, but it's just like how they get mad at how much athletes get paid, but nobody's mad at the people writing the checks, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a complete misdirection. How dare you? Like it's in fact they'll stop you from even pointing out the role that white supremacy plays because for some reason they still want to appeal to it. So if they you just, point, they, they, they just passed a bill. Uh, I believe it was Congress just passed this bill for college athletes. I'm about to bring it up right now. Let me see if I can find it. Well, while you're while you're looking for it, I want to add to the enslaved human things. Like the enslaved human, uh, I, I don't think it's even just about, even though that's that's an important part of it about you know the white people accountability. But I think the human part is important too because I think people think like they started out default as a, as a slave. So in that way, if you're a human now, you've been kind of given a gift where when you say enslaved human, it reminds you this person didn't start out as a slave. This right. person was human as anybody else. They were actually brought down, you know, um, and, and that's kind of that's kind of the thing. I think a lot of people think that uh, free black people are just slaves. You just so happen something. to be free. You're just by happenstance, you're free. Yeah, yeah. Not not humans mm. who are being returned back to their original state and still have more to go. So so right. that's like yeah. but basically like slave is the is the default identity. That's who you Absolutely. actually are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're this free, is, but you're, this is it's temporary. Right. Or this is just an exceptional time, but for the most part, you're actually just a slave. I mean, well, I mean, think about it. If you do the if you do the timeline, we have we were enslaved longer than we've been free. At least in America, yeah. Uh, yeah, in America, yeah. But 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 I mean, think about the constitution. The constitution we it's gotta be the only group that actually has the freedom legislated into the constitution like yeah. so, so in in theory even though it would never happen if they took away the emancipation proclamation would that revert black people back to like like the only people in america who have actually legislated into the constitution that they're free is black people that's what i think is crazy that there's an actual it's in the constitution that uh you have to actively legislate to make these people free whereas everyone else you're just kind of default free you would have to actually put something in the constitution to make them slaves like it's it's a very kind of heavy thing if you think about it that uh in theory black people are only free in this country because of a law that white people chose to um yeah enact which which i think is kind of crazy that to me they should have just repealed every single slavery law in the country well, they, right. won't even, they won't even they won't even put the anti-lynching bill into action still and it's been an anti-lynching bill has been around for how many years 70 years? How many years? Like 70? Damn. And they still won't pass that bill. But th- this is uh, the Supreme Court uh, the, the Supreme Court NCAA ruling in the new future of paying college athletes. So this is on June 21st. And it says the Supreme Court's decision against the NCAA paves the way for college athletes to be paid. Though the court ruled on ruled only on education-related benefits and not broader compensation issues. So what they've done is they've allowed players of all sports to be able to uh, use their likeness. And make names on their likeness. So if you're a big time college athlete, girl, boy, whoever you are, and the car dealership wants to, you to do a commercial and they're going to give you a free car and they're going to pay you, you can do that. Now, before you can do any of that. Now, the crazy thing about it is this. It really only impacts black athletes because the black athletes are the ones that are holding up those other sports. Without football and basketball, the soccer team does not exist. The volley- volleyball team does not exist. The science building is not there. Because these athletes are generating so much money and you can see it in the comments when people are talking about these things. White people are mad 
And it's uh. like, well, how the fuck does this bother you that a college athlete is going to be compensated or is allowed to compensate himself? There was a college athlete, he was a young man, I forgot his name, but he was a kicker at uh, University of Central Florida, and he had a YouTube channel, and he was huge on YouTube. And the NCAA told him he either has to play football or get rid of his YouTube channel. He chose to get rid of football, and I don't blame him. <laughs> well, you know this is the thing, though. Like, I find that to be super fascinating because you're right. Whenever you hear, even before this uh, decision, right, you would hear how white people would be so angry. I, I used to listen to uh, ESPN radio, like, every day, religiously, right? right? right. Um, my favorite show at the time was Max and Marcellus, but I would listen to the shows that came on before and after and whatnot, right. too. And these white guys would be so mad every time the conversation around compensating college players would come up. Absolutely. Or if somebody got in trouble because they signed something and got paid or something, right? Yeah. And they would get all upset. And I remember when I listened to this one kid. I forgot his name. Or I, I think he was playing basketball. He might have been football, but I think it was basketball. And he said something like, you know, if he's if you guys look at this, what I did wasn't illegal. These are just NCAA's rules. Yeah, that's not illegal. And it's not a crime. So basically he's pointing out, I'm not a criminal. I don't believe I did anything wrong. NCAA's rules are wrong. And white people were fucking furious. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out how, like he made a very valid point, but the, the very idea of them being compensated just angered them so much. Yeah. And, I, and I remember feeling like, yo, like, how does this bother you? Why are you not bothered by the fact that all these companies are making money off of these kids' labor? I'm looking at a because fucking college you're, football you're, you're game. You are there to entertain me. You're not there for anything else. Entertain like, me. I'm looking at a college football game, and they got a fucking, in the goalpost, you know, the uh, field goalpost, they got a net that says AT&T. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, th- think about how sick that well, is. The fucking uniforms have a swoosh on it. This so is Nike, sick. you a part of this too. So right. Nike, Reebok, Adidas, Under Armour, you're all a part of this. To whereas you knew that we can, well, one, we can get more recognition because we're going to make these new cleats and they're going to look dope. You guys will get them for free, but you ain't going to get an endorsement for it. The college gets it. Oh, basketball players. I don't know if you guys know who Sonny Vicario is. Sonny Vicario was kind of like a middleman to help uh, kids get um, shoe deals back in the 80s and 90s and shit. He's Big time dude. Um, but he was also helping the universities secure shoe deals. So when you see Duke only wearing Nikes and North Carolina only wears Nikes, UCLA only wears Adidas, you know what I'm saying? They're getting money to do that. That's free advertisement for those brands. And then they pay the universities to do that. But what do the players get? Nothing. And it says right here, it says most athletes brands reach peak value in college. And we know that to be true because I don't know what the percentage is. T, you probably would know. But it's a very small percentage of players that are going to go pro. And even if they go pro, they might become nobodies. They might become nobody and don't even get paid. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, but my whole focus is the imagination. Because I remember Chris Rock. It was either Chris Rock or D.L. Hewley. It was D.L. Hewley who said the the last place black people want to exist is is in the imagination of white people. Right. So I don't really trip off of all of that. I always want to get into the imagination of how these people think this way that a college athlete who busses his ass gets a scholarship, goes to college, keeps his grades up, and plays sports. How is that any different than a kid on a band scholarship who's going around the world playing in a band and can sign a deal with anybody or a dancer who goes to Alvin Ailey and then goes to NYU is getting paid to be a dancer but also get an education and on scholarship? How is that different? Well, because most of those people don't know shit about that, and all they know about is this. So they only know about sports and majority of the kids that are getting scholarships and doing those other things aren't black. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that hockey players don't have to go to college. They can go straight pro at 15. 
Uh, it doesn't matter to them that tennis players don't have to go to college. They can go straight pro at 15. Um, Baseball players don't have to go to college. They can go straight pro after graduating high school. But those are majority black sports. So the race element is there. Oh, for sure. And the fact that there's this whole space for them to make money off of them. Because they're required to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, that's the thing. You cannot like, go straight from high so school there's to the a NFL. Whole, but what I'm saying is there's a whole few years where everybody else gets to make money off of this black body. Right. right. So right. every so the AT&T gets to advertise on them. Nike gets to advertise on them. All the schools get to promote their schools and, you know, say, hey, we look at all the niggers we got running on the field for and us. That's literally come donate, and come literally donate like to that. our school. Come yeah. rich white guy. Don't send your kid over here. Look at what we do. We, we, we're we winners over here. And none if of you, these kids you, are getting you compensated. Look at, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a 30 for 30 about Eric Dickerson, uh, NFL Hall of Famer. And he talks about how when he was in high school, and he was in Texas. He's from Texas, right? So back in the 80s, the Texas schools, Texas A&M, Texas Austin, TCU, SMU, Baylor, uh, all of those schools were like jockeying to get him. And back in those days, well, even today, the state of Texas has all the money, right? And they were like jockeying to get this kid and they were just being hella fucked up. Like there were schools telling him, oh, if you don't go to school here, we'll make sure you never get a job in Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like all these kind of things that they do to bully you into doing what they say. You're just a show pony. And y'all know me. I, I do podcasts about sports. I love football. I play high school football. I play a little bit of college football. I love football. But it's your show pony. And this is on, this is even on the small levels. We're not, that's big D1 level. I'm talking about NAIA, uh, FC, FCS level. It's, it's there too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, these kids are reaching their peak in college. They're getting injured. I remember there were players that were insuring their legs just in case they got injured because their pro career is not going to amount to much. You know what I'm saying? So they would insure their legs in college, like $2 million, something like that. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I know Willis McGahee did that, and he ended up busting up his knee in the national championship game, and his and, legs were insured, you know? And that's the other thing. Like, these kids really put their bodies on the line. The, oh, not yeah. only, But not only during the time that they're in high school, and not, I mean, in college, and not just in high school. They're this starts at seven years elementary, old. elementary, right? Yeah, this starts these at seven years old. These kids are in elementary yeah. putting their bodies on the I'm, I guarantee you their bodies are probably not even developing in the ways that they're supposed to. And their so brains now, certainly are And now are. we know about we know CTE now. Say, and we know their brains aren't, right? Like, we know right. their brains are becoming injured over years and years and years of this abuse to their head into their yeah. bodies but for some reason we're mad if they want to get a little bit of compensation yeah. during that short stint of their career yeah the that entire time they put their bodies on the line how deep racism white su- supremacy really is because when you, even when even when you get into the pro levels like you guys know I, you know I don't really care too much for lebron james as a player you know i don't know who he is as a person so i can't hate on him as a person even when it comes to like kevin durant joining the Warriors or LeBron James leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers or Kobe Bryant or whatever. The hate is so personal that it has nothing to do with what they do on the court. And that's how you know that really the, the race element is there. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. LeBron James says he's taking his talents to South Beach. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to stay playing for Cleveland. But it goes back oh. to defaulting <clears throat> as slaves. Like if you have, exactly. too, much, if you have too much agency... It's too it, much power. It annoys you because a slave's not supposed to have that much agency. Like, like, like the same way, um, you know, it's important to not say slaves, but say enslaved humans. I don't think they see modern black people as humans. They see them as liberated slaves. Like, like it's yes. the it's the mirror image of of enslaved of enslaved humans. Like, so it's like instead of enslaved humans who have not become humans, it's slaves who have not become liberated slaves. And and that's I think what they see when they see uh, 
black people on some deep level. And on a deeper level, boxing. That's where you really see all of oh, this yeah. shit play out is boxing. You know what I'm saying? Everything is based on race and nationality. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's crazy. It's crazy, but you know, and it, it's but that's the that's the roots of it though. Like it, it was yeah. pretty much like that literally since it was bare knuckle boxing. It yeah. was the Polish yeah. against the Irish, against the Italians, against the right. black people, against whoever was around. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, the black people got to fight everybody. <laughs> every well, I mean, at the time, everybody was fighting everybody. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and it was mostly what was it like working? In fact, I think it started off with working class white guys. So it's like Absolutely. mostly white immigrants, still is. right? Still is. And um, it's interesting because even when you look at things like boxing, nobody looks at what these athletes put their bodies through to even get to where they're noticeable. Yeah. Right. Like before, like they don't even get a name until they've already been through 350 amateur fights. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not so, exaggerating, you know. You know, and I think, but I also think white people get a kick out of watching black people put their bodies on the line and not paying. I think that's like a like a like an entertainment thing, not just the sport itself of footwork and athleticism. No, that don't. Mean I shit. think they yeah. really get off on watching black people put their bodies on the line and making them money. Like I think well, you know, in the '80s there was this guy named Jimmy the Greek. I know you remember this team. Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy the Greek was a, a white dude that was on the NFL channel or CBS, and he made a, a statement about um, black athletes. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and he said basically this is exactly what he said. I'm pulling it up right now. He said blacks were bred for sports. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just start, just start, just chew on that for a second. That's an interesting, that's interesting. That's an, I mean, that exact word, bread, like yeah, your dog. bread for sports. He believed that black athletes had an extra muscle in their leg. And that's why we could jump higher and run faster and all the, so. They think they yeah, bred us like some dogs. Like, like what? a dog, like, or like dog racing or like a, a stallion or, you know what I'm saying? Well, what, what, what he said, and it's like he took it too far, but in a way he kind of, told on white people in a way because yeah, what he yeah. was saying was he was trying to take it back to slavery and he was saying that you know in, in slave times they bred like you know the strongest uh i guess bucks with you know the the strongest female slaves and whatever and there is truth to the idea that uh slave breeding was a real thing you know but it takes away every other uh thing that black people since have you know contributed to their own success like like you can't bl- you can't blame all black superiority on sports on breeding from a hu- from hundreds of years ago yeah, 200 years ago I, I, yeah, I mean yeah. I mean if that's the case why do African East African runners who were never enslaved like dominating uh yeah, long distance running uh, yeah long distance running yeah 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 so so it's like I don't even think that many people would even disagree with the premise of uh slave breeding you know cuz there were breeding plantations but I think the extra insulting part is this idea that you can use that to to dismiss any type of hard work or intelligence or, you know, absolutely. Aptitude. Yeah. This is just genetics. It's just yeah. genetics. It and they take away the, their, their, their hard work. And, and not only that, but it takes away the, the mental um, intellectual capacity it takes to be strategic when you yes. fight. Right. Cause it takes, it's more than just like, look at Floyd. Floyd just don't get hit. He watches because he's strategic. He and knows he's five foot seven. He knows he's not where six the, where foot nine. He knows how someone's gonna swing before they swing. And on yeah. top of and the thing and all athletes have this ability and but it's just clearly sharper for others than some, right? But it takes away that part. It takes away by saying, Oh, these are just big physical dummies. They're not right. strategic, they're not they're smart. dumb muscle, they're you're not just big, calculated. You're just, you're just dumb muscle. That's right. what you are. Just dumb but, muscle. But but you know what's interesting? I went to this um 
It was called the Urban Tech Connect. And it's this big conference they would do every year. Well, not real big, but like, you know, a good sized conference. And, you know, a lot of black tech people in the tech industry would come through and, uh, and investors and stuff. So Matt Barnes was there and Chameleon Air. And, you know, this one black guy was there. He was like VP at Tesla, right? Mm. And he was sitting there in a suit. He's on the stage on, on a panel or something. And the host is asking questions. And I'm, I'm just, a, he looked kind of like Colin Powell. So in my <laughs> mind, I'm thinking he going to be on some, you know, straight up corn corn, shit. Some cornball, yeah. Straight up cornball. That was my expectation. Um, turns out he also had a black wife, <laughs> which I also would be looking at. What does his wife look like? But anyway, but he made this point. He said he tries to tell, he said everybody tries to tell uh, black men and black boys as athletes that they're that they're more physical than they are mental and then they're not intellectual. He said, but the fact is they understand physics and geometry better than any of us. He mm-hmm. said, look at, he says, in fact, they not only do they understand physics intellectually, but they know what it feels like. They know what force feels like. They know what, how their hand has to be exactly moved at a certain angle in order for them to complete a pass or whatever it is, right? He said, but nobody tells them that they're doing physics. No one tells them that they're doing geometry. Everyone tells them it's just physical. But they've been doing this stuff since they were kids, and they know this better than any of us. And nobody tells them that that's, you know, if you don't make it as an athlete, you can still become an engineer because you have all the mental capacity to do it. No one tells them that. And I, mm. thought, I never thought about that. And I was like, you know what? He's right. It takes a lot to be an athlete. They memorize shit. I can't, I don't understand nothing they be telling me, right? The sheer amount because of plays a football player has to, rec- listen, to memorize are insane. Memorize, be able to enact, and even if they make a change last minute, be able to still enact it. The same route yeah. you've been doing however many weeks, now is switched at the last minute because you got to make a different type of play. And they're able to do it and succeed, right? Or do their best or get closer than any of us could. <laughs> you know what put I mean? It, put it this way. But, you have an average, this is how, um, you know, the average football play lasts at the most six seconds. The average play lasts six seconds. Within that six seconds, before the ball is snapped, you have to know probably 10 to 15 different things that are going on at one time. Right. So you're right. You have to know math. You have to understand all types of different Cal- ideas calculus. and philosophies it's- and calculus. Yeah. In order to just do one thing that's only going to last six seconds. But we, we, but we don't give them anything else besides that. We don't tell we them t- that, oh, yeah, you can parallel this with being an engineer, you know, computer engineer, architectural engineer, all those different types of things. I can't tell you how many. I remember one time I was in um, Texas and um, I met up with the frat brother. I hadn't met him in person before, but I was out there. I didn't really know anybody. So I was kicking it with him. It was interesting talking to him. because He's a real big guy. He played football. I forgot what school he played for. We were talking and he basically was telling me like. I, no one ever told me I was smart. He said, I, I never felt like I was smart. In fact, he didn't feel like he was smart till he joined the fraternity because they were the first people to make him feel like he, that he was more than just an athlete. And I thought that was interesting because like, we were just, I think that's what we were talking about, like how we got into it or whatever, because nobody would consider us to be like the frat or sorority type. But um, he was basically telling me that. And I was just like, wow, that's interesting that nobody ever made you feel smart because they only saw a big body that could make them money. Because they don't, they don't need you thinking. Right. That's what they don't need. There was this kid named Josh. Uh, what's this kid's name? Um, he's a really good quarterback. He went to UCLA. I can't remember his name, but um, the Jewish kid he went to UCLA. Very intelligent kid. Came from money, but he was very intellectual, and that was one of the main reasons why they didn't like this kid because he thinks too much. He ha- he's too opinionated. He knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't even think he's in the NFL anymore. 
You know what I mean? Like they pretty much played him out. They in a in a league like that, in a in in that type of sport, they don't need you thinking. You know what I mean? When the when I saw the football players, the college players protesting and getting active, I was like, oh shit. I never would have thought I'd see that because one, you don't have time for it. You know what I'm saying? Josh Rosen, that's the kid's name. You don't have time for it. You're not you're not trained to think that way. And when mm-hmm. I saw kids, especially in the South, doing it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a game changer. And this is leading to them advocating for themselves to be compensated. This all started with the basketball with the basketball players first with the whole video game shit. Because the video games were coming out and, you know, they have the, the player that looks just like Michael Jordan at North Carolina, but his name is shooting guard number 23. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? You know, they were doing this kind of shit and getting away for it with it for years. They're getting away with this shit for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the players understand, they're starting to understand finally, you know what? Fuck this sport. I don't have to do this. I don't you know, have to do this. You know, it's like you said, they don't want them thinking. And that made me, when you said that, you said it a few times. I'm not going to lie to you. When, I, when you said that, that shit kind of fucked me up a little bit. Because I started realizing it sounds like a cult. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. Cult, it's it's yeah. cult thinking, yeah. right? Absolutely. Because if yes. you, because I've talked to athletes, and, and it takes a, it takes a minute for them to even see it sometimes, right? And I was like, I, it, or some, it takes something tragic. I remember I had a, a a guy I knew. You know, we would talk about sports and different stuff, and we would always end up in a debate or an argument. And, it, uh, and I think it had a lot to do about like our beliefs around what's uh, basically like. I felt like college sports was. A hack. Oh, I was saying stuff. I was saying if I had kids, I wouldn't even want them to go to college to play sports. Yeah. I would rather send them overseas or do something else. And so he got mad at that. He was talking about the importance of college. He's one of those kind of people, right? Yeah. And he was people. He played football for uh, I think it was Berkeley at the time. Okay. And um, he ended up something tragic ended up happening where someone died on the field, mm. and that it, it took that situation to wake him up. Mm. It took that. So he ended up actually quitting football. He couldn't even handle it after that. When he saw how hard they worked him till he died. Yeah. And that was the first time he understood anything I was talking about. Yeah. But it took yeah. that tragedy because he was in the cult of football. He spoke the language that they told yep. him to speak because yep. they were it's the same conditioning. Oh, this is important because of college and this and this and it, our bodies have to get developed and all this other stuff he was talking about. And I was just like, all oh, that's bullshit. They could be paying you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, I don't, I've never been in the military, but I think playing football is probably the closest thing to the military because mm-hmm. everybody's on one accord. You're going to be out there. Rain, sleet, snow, don't matter. You're going to be out there. Mm-hmm. And you, it's a hierarchy. So in the military, you can't just go and knock on the colonel's door. Hey, I'm having this problem. No, you got to probably talk to the staff sergeant who's going to talk to this person, talk to that person. That's how football is. So if you are running back, you can, you're not just going to knock on the head coach's door. You're going to go talk to your running back coach, tell him the problem, or tell your offensive coordinator, and hopefully they do something about it. That's how toxic shit happens in the locker room and people don't know about it. And the coach is like, oh, I didn't know. Because he really didn't. Mm. Because the problem never got to him. It got to the position coaches, and they didn't do shit about it. Right. So when all these stories started coming about these racist coaches at Clemson and the racist coach up at Iowa, the coach, the head coach eventually found out about it. But that was probably fucking six months later. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Because of the hierarchy and how these things work. You know what I mean? You don't just go and talk to the head coach. It doesn't work like that. Maybe the quarterback does. But if you're like the third string defense alignment and you're getting bullied or a coach says some fucked up shit to you, you're probably going to have to handle it yourself or you're going to have to go to administration, then the coach. But see, now it's become this big issue when you go to administration. So that's why I always, always, li- always liking that's like uh, a playing football. Yes, yeah, definitely. I always liking playing football to like the godfather. You can't just go to the Don and start talking to the Don. 
know what I'm saying? If you guys, if you guys have seen the, the Godfather, you know, you got uh-huh. other people, you get the consigliere, you go talk to him. You know what I'm saying? But you can't just go talk to the Don. He's not available, unfortunately. You know, and the coaches don't give a fuck, honestly. They're really don't. keeping it real. They don't care. They just they, want dudes they that are going to run through a brick wall. Listen, they're some of the highest paid people in government jobs. They are the highest paid people in government. <laughs> what do you mean? Nick right. Saban is the highest paid government employee in the state of Alabama. Well, there we go. You know it's, what I'm saying? Which is insane to me. To, to coach yeah. a college team is insane. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's why I like um, the coach for the University of Kentucky, John Calipari. He knows his players are one and done. They're going from one year at a from high school, one year in Kentucky, and they're going pro. And he's an advocate for that. He's like, no, that's what they came here for. They didn't come here. Like, you know when kids are coming to get an education. And if you're going to get an education, you went there to get a job, right? Okay, so if you're going to be a top five lottery pick in the NBA, what, what are you hanging around for? Go get the money. You know, I, I was just thinking, and this sounds kind of random, but what happened to the DV discussion? And I, when I'm, I'm going to say what I'm going to say about that is remember when the Ray Rice situation happened and they wouldn't shut yeah. the fuck up about the shit and started doing a bunch of, you know, TV shit. And I realized shit got a lot quieter when CTE kept popping up. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I find that to be extremely telling because yeah. if you want to talk about DV and football, then you have to talk about the ways that we have hurt these kids their entire lives. And hurt their brains their entire lives. But see, football don't want to talk about that. No, 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 no. Because you're just a commodity. You're just a spoke in a wheel. They, they they feel like they bred you. Like your boy Greek the Freak, yeah. whatever his name was. <laughs> Greek um, the Freak. <laughs> what, what's his name? <laughs> Jimmy the Jam- Greek. <laughs> Jimmy the Greek. I was, I was close. I was about to say James. Um, So Jimmy the Greek. Uh, like he said, that's how they feel. And they got black people. They don't got to pay you. They put you on a field. You, you bulk up. In fact, you work out. To make them money, yeah, that's how yeah, they see yeah, it yeah, at yeah, least, yeah, yeah. right? And I know from our, I mean, I'm not judging our kids' perspectives. You know, I'm not because I get it. You got to do what you're trying to make it. You know, so this isn't a, this isn't an indictment on our kids at all. But we're looking at the entire system. You know, these white people have tortured our kids, and then they try to throw them under the bus when DV happened. They didn't give a yeah. fuck about DV. They don't give a fuck about these families. These no. women have been getting hurt in their families for years, and they knew about it. Even even the, even the even the kid even the white kid up in Seattle that jumped white on that kid, girl Mexican kid all they of these people they don't give a fuck they, they don't, don't give a fuck because if they acknowledge the white kid and the Mexican then they gotta acknowledge the, the majority of the exactly. black people there yeah because so that story because I I seen a lot of people online saying man how, how come you're not speaking on the story about whatever that dude's name is up in Seattle that jumped on that that young black girl they ain't, uh. they don't give a fuck <laughs> they don't care you know what I'm saying he's right. not because in the NFL the NFL is the only sport. That no matter who you are, you're not bigger than the shield. You can be Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. We've all we all moved on from them. Basketball's not like that. We still talk about Michael Jordan. We ain't talking about Joe Montana no more. That's true. So nothing is bigger than the shield. So if you a person that's beating on women, well, they're gonna get rid of you and we're just gonna move on. We're never gonna address it. Well, the reality is football isn't as big as people think it is. That's the number one thing. I'm we talking about uh financially. What do you Finan- no, for the fi- from finan- from the financial standpoint and the 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 what they want the league to be seen as in the public isn't they're not going to get it. That's why they didn't give a damn about Colin Kaepernick getting a job. That, I was just explaining this to people. The NFL doesn't care about Colin Kaepernick not because he's black because they don't want to have nothing to do with none of that because nothing's bigger than the shield. That's how they think. 
But I was yeah. just saying about what I was saying about the about football isn't that big. There's a you were talking about you brought up Michael Jordan and yeah. the comparison to Joe Montana because nobody's talking about Joe Montana. But I was saying that's because also because football isn't as big as we think it is. It's big in America. Nobody gives a fuck about that shit in China. Well, not only that, but, but basketball. I'm just saying basketball is a worldwide sport that people actually play outside well, of the well, U.S. Well, the, well, the, the difference is, is that you don't know what football players look like because they wear helmets. That too, but like I said, you don't, you don't know they what don't, they look like. But we but, don't even talk. But other countries don't watch football. Is my point. But, but other, other countries love basketball and, and playing it too. Because I think with basketball, all you can, if you want to do basketball, all you really have to do is just uh, you can put milk crates. I remember we used to put milk crates. We didn't have um, you use a shopping hoops, cart. Yeah, a shopping cart. Yeah, it doesn't cart. take nearly as much. And, and, and same with uh, soccer. Like in all those poor like villages and stuff, you have these kids. They got a soccer ball. You could go out of anything, but. Football is not easy to just casually just do on a whim. Like, like you can't have a one-on-one football game like you can with a soccer game or a basketball game. Right. You can't just right. uh, slap together. You know, you can, like touch football is like the best you can. That's the best you can do if you don't if you don't have the money to buy uniforms and you can you can play football in the street, go to the park, throw the football, but you got to get at least eight people to play. You can't play three on three. I mean, yeah, you exactly. can, but good luck. You know. So, but I'm just saying from a financial standpoint, the way the NFL does their thing in this country is that nothing's bigger than the shield. Even Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. They don't bring that shit up no more. Nobody talks about Aaron Hernandez. This motherfucker was a killer. Right. Like we're talking about a murderer, a maniac. Uh, it, and honestly, I feel like they talked about Ray Rice more than they talked about uh, Aaron Hernandez. But, but, oh, yeah. but how about that white, yeah. that white player that... Uh, beat the snot out that black woman i mean that's what i was talking about yeah, 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 yeah. we talked about that yeah they brushed that under the rug yeah okay. all of that gets brushed under cte is brushed under the rug you have over a thousand football players from the past up until now that are in a lawsuit and i believe the lawsuit's over you have players committing suicide junior Seau committed suicide you know what i'm saying right. cte had him that fucked up and they're still trying to figure out what to do about it the nfl just wants it to go away it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. It ain't you know going to go away as long as they keep doing the same shit. So yeah, and the thing, what people don't understand is when you're talking about the, the actual athletes, unlike basketball where the top players are from Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, the top football players don't come from New York. New York has, they don't even, I don't never even heard of too many football players coming out of high school from New York. It's in rural areas. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So these kids are coming from the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, West Virginia, they're not from Miami, but they're from Tallahassee somewhere. They're not from Birmingham. They're from Selma or some shit. You know what I'm saying? They're not from the major cities. Places where high school sports makes like the the city paper, not even the local paper. Exactly. Like the state, Especially the in state. Texas. They yeah. have in, in the state of Texas, they have football stadiums bigger than college stadiums. Yeah. So that's the, a, the a commodity in these small towns. It's different. You know what I'm saying? In Idaho, college high school football is big. In Washington, not Seattle, but like maybe Olympia or something like that. So you got these kids that are coming from these rural areas and a lot of them white, black, whatever, but they coming from these poor rural ass areas. And this is their only way out is football. You know, you know I like to watch those. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, going, going back to uh, boxing, uh, Vita said, um, and, and by the way, I got to go to the bathroom. So sorry, I, I missed that point you made about the white football, <laughs> the white football player. That's why I repeated it. That, yes, gotta go take a piss. Yeah, right. The um, uh, the first American uh, like 
major boxer, I think was it was Tom Molyneux, right? Was it wasn't he the first? Yeah, 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 yeah Tom Molyneux. Yeah, 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 Tom Tom Molyneux. But you know, it's crazy. Like Vita was talking about how the Polish and all these people were fighting, but the way black people got into boxing, uh, Tom Molyneux was a slave, and they say that yeah. he uh, actually got free because um, the his master used to bring him to other plantations to fight the biggest slave on that plantation. So it's like even mm-hmm. the history of black boxing, black American boxing starts oh. in uh, slavery. And one day he won his master so much, so much money in bets uh, uh, in one particular match. I mean, he used to always win his, his uh, master money. But um, one day he won him so much money in bets that he um, gave, him his, gave him his freedom. And then yeah. he went over to England, which is where, yep. like, you know, organized boxing started. And he, like, plied his trade trade there. But, yeah, it says, even, like, the first black boxer, like, you know, came... He's the, he's the, crisp, the crispest addicts of boxing. Yeah. Okay, can, can, you, can you expand on that? Let people oh, the crispest, crispest addicts of boxing? Yeah, for people... So, basically, people like, Tom Molino for prize fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was always fighting, boxing, and all that brawling. But Tom Molino was the first one to make it into, like, prize fighting. Like, this is something to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? It didn't really exist like that. And plus, certain types of people were only involved in boxing, the dregs of society. It wasn't, you know, there was no some guy from some wealthy family training to be a fighter. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to bet on it, but he didn't want to fight. Tom Molino made that a little bit more prestigious to do that. And, you know, the Queensberry rules, like you said, the organized idea of boxing is from the UK over in England. So that existed, or at least it was formulating at that time. But even in yet in that and still, you know, it took a black boxer to bring it to prominence. You know what I'm saying? Because even today, even right now, boxing in the UK is big time. It's probably it probably goes soccer, then boxing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He was the first American to rise to the level of international challenger. He should be a household name, but because he's oh yeah, because he's black and he's but even Jack Johnson isn't a household name. You know what I'm saying? With the farthest back will go is Muhammad Ali. That's about it. You know. But yeah, so I mean, you know, when it comes to race and sports and what these players deserve, and I hate to say deserve because I always tell people it's not what you deserve is what you negotiate. But if you're an enslaved person, you can't negotiate shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? What can you negotiate if you're on a college campus and there are no rules and no laws that says you can get paid? And as soon as you take a like Reggie Bush, the whole Reggie Bush story, they bought his mom a right. house, gave him a 95 Impala SS and he got in trouble for that. Really? He, he They took his Heisman Trophy for that? All the work he did because he earned that trophy. That's the other it's, thing. Yeah, it'd be different if they said he was on steroids. <laughs> then I'm like, right. okay, yeah, okay, yeah. The nigga was running faster than everybody. Else. Maybe he was on steroids. No, it's because they gave his mom a house and bought him a 95 Impala SS. And that somehow that makes him ineligible, which yeah. is like, you know, like that, that is such a sick made. Meanwhile, the president and the athletic department, the uh, athletic, uh, I think the athletic director at USC at the time was Pat Hayden or Lynn Swan, one of them. Meanwhile, because Reggie Bush is at USC, they get a raise. They get money from the sponsors, Nike and all the other ones. And they went and bought a house or three. Yep. But Reggie now, Bush got to live on campus. I was actually shit. at USC at the time. I was there. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the whole thing going down later. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was just because because you have to remember, like, I'm not a, I was not a football person, especially back then. I didn't know shit about football. Hadn't seen a football game. Didn't know a, a, a goddamn thing. And I'm going to like the biggest football school. Yeah. Reggie Bush was a fucking celebrity. Yeah. I would be in class. People thought I was crazy because I didn't know who he was. 
Uh, they was like, who's Reggie? It's like, in fact, my homegirl was like, you know, we had a class with him. I don't remember that shit because I, I didn't know. But he was such a, but his name, I knew him and Matt Liner. Those are the two yeah. names I knew. And that was it. And, and that's, that's how huge he was. He was respected because he was winning. In fact, I think yeah, they were like, uh, I think they were like, oh, and something. Right. And it yeah. was like, it was crazy. So uh, to me, it's interesting when I'm listening to how people try to demonize these kids for taking things that they deserve. Number one, his mom did need a house. Why the fuck yeah. should he? He's out here busting his ass. Why can't his mama get a house? Yeah. He yeah. out here busting his ass. Why can't he get a car? You said it was an Impala? As if he didn't earn that scholarship. He earned all the he shit worked, that he, he got. He busted his ass to get where he was. I, the, the, the kids aren't wrong. The rules are wrong. And I think yeah. that's the problem I have. Is that the, that's, that's a, To me, this is why I believe like rules not a lot, and the way we move as black people under white supremacy, we've sort of indoctrinated or become indoctrinated in this idea that it's the rules that are good and the people that are bad. Right. It's the rules that are right and the people that are wrong. And, right. I, and I, that really bugs me because we push that on each other. We try to push this idea of crime and punishment. All of that is under, to me, this, this, that's white supremacy to me. It's, it's, that's what that is. But we don't look at it as that. We don't look at it as, hey, we should be questioning these rules and these concepts. I always say the one that fucks people up for whatever reason is my whole thing around cuss words. Like, that's not a real thing. We've been conditioned to be to act respond to have a certain type of response emotionally when we hear a word. What's interesting is you, somebody can use that exact same sentence, make the exact same point, and just say the letter of the word. You know what the word is, but somehow not hearing it makes you feel better, even though you know what it is. We don't even know why, but we don't question it. We just go, and then we we tell everybody else that well, you have to apply by these rules. Why? Because these are just the rules. We don't question the rules. That's the problem. We have to question these rules. Why the fuck doesn't the NCAA want these kids to make money? It ain't got shit to do with them wanting to keep them amateur. And why and the fuck do they give a fuck? It ain't got to do with them getting a free education either. Fuck that shit. They, fuck the education. They, they barely even let, let them kids go to class. Yeah, that's what I was about to say because they, that was the excuse. Well, they're getting a free education. It's bullshit. They're getting free room and board. Man, do you understand as a college athlete, you ain't when even do, in class. When do they even have time to study the shit? You don't. You and don't. I went to USC. That's a, that's a, hard, that's a hard school. Listen this is how me. you know. This USC is how you know not an easy fucking school. I, I, I did great in community college, went to USC and failed to fuck out and had to fight my way back in. USC this is a is hard how, fucking school. Well, this hold on, is how hold on. you know. But hold on, hold on real quick, Kenny. I just want to make this point real quick. If you aren't, if you do not have the time to study hours upon hours, they, they give you lots of reading. It's a lot of work. There's no way you're going to be able to pass these classes. It's hard as hell. I didn't play football. I just worked a lot and I struggled in that shit. Now imagine these kids who 90% of their day is football. How do they get time to study? How do they get time to actually learn anything? So they're not getting an education. They're not even learning shit. They don't even give them a chance to learn shit. So it's bullshit anyway. They're, no, you, they don't have, they have a scholarship to work for you. That's what it is. But go ahead, Kenny. This, this is how you know it's bad. Because when you look at the degree that the most athletes choose, they're all the same. American studies, sociology, G general studies, or some yeah. type of physical education, something you know what I'm saying, and their their degree their their degrees are chosen for them. I was saying that's what they're pushed towards because those yes. are the classes where they already have the connections. Where it's you know, very rare it's, you'll it's, see a bunch of athletes trying to be mechanical engineers and all this other type of stuff. Not because a lot of not, them. Oh, also not because they don't have the aptitude. They don't have the time. Also, a lot of those classes they don't have in class exams. They right. have take-home papers. So, like, sociology right. is, and American studies is mostly papers, right? right? So, you don't have to sit in class all the time. <laughs> Just get the assignments, you know? Right. And get a tutor. And they have the tutors that basically do their work <laughs> because right. nobody gives a fuck about their education. Everybody just wants them back on that field. 
Right. They don't have time to do all of that. So, yes, they do deserve to be compensated. You know, people I remember um, when Marshawn Lynch was being recruited to go to Cal Berkeley and they were like giving him a hard time. It was him and another kid named Justin Forsett. And what people don't know is that Marshawn Lynch had damn near beyond the grades. You know what I'm saying? To get into Cal Berkeley. But because of what he looked like and where he come from, uh, well, he well, he shouldn't even be there. He should be at whatever the fuck school that people think is, you know, downgrade. You know, they're doing that with Deion Sanders, who's at Jackson State. And he's able to get kids that are supposed to be going to these big time universities and they're going to his school, which is an HBCU. And the first excuse from these white folks is, oh, they didn't have the grades to get in. Motherfucker, you don't need grades to get into these big time college football programs. Trust me, you don't. That, that's the thing. They, they be lying. They know damn it's, well. You're mad because he's not going to your favorite school. So now you've denigrated him to being an idiot because he don't want to go play for your school. And, and you're also denigrating HBCUs. You're basically saying that at an HBCU is pretty much a community college. Motherfucker, HBCUs are tough. White people have this problem when you disagree with them or you don't do what they want. They like they really yeah. it's like they literally They're like a lose. child. I can uh, you think of any instance in your life when you had to deal with a white person and you said no to them or you didn't do what they wanted and tell me how they reacted. I promise right. you it was with some bullshit every time. I don't care if they put a smile on their face. It's always some bullshit. They have a real problem with black people not doing what the fuck they want. They get angry. That's what they get mad about. Like you just pointed out, Kenny. That's what they really mad at. Some black people not obeying them. Because, yeah. like T was pointing out, default, they see us as slaves. Right, right. So it's not about me wanting to go to Jackson State. It's because I didn't want to go to University of Georgia or University of Florida. I can't get into that school. Wait a minute. So they were already recruiting me, offered me a scholarship, but now you're going to tell me the reason why I'm not going because I can't get in? You know what I'm saying? And on that note, if I was, an, if I was a black college athlete, I would never go to those schools. Honestly, and yeah, honestly, maybe it wasn't. Maybe schools. it wasn't. The, maybe it wasn't the university that said those things. The fans said it. I wouldn't give a fuck. But this is the thing. Fuck those schools. Fuck their education. They act like that. They like they giving us some sort of prestigious thing. They ain't giving us shit. Right. That ain't nothing. Well, first of all, you owe us money. So your scholarship ain't shit. That if this yeah. kid has to work for that money, that ain't shit. Yeah, and and, so, you know, and again. And, and again, this goes all uh, the way back. And these colleges specifically hold up. All these colleges owe us money. Don't not just the fucking government. What's the, the name colleges. of that book about uh, the uh, enslaved Africans who built those Ivy League schools? Oh, Ebony and Ivy, I think it's called. Oh, things called Ebony and Ivy. Let me pull that up. I need to get that book. But yeah, I mean, exactly even even though. even enslaved Africans built UVA, which is so they Thomas Jefferson us. School. So first, all those schools should be letting us go there for free. Period. And, and then they should pay the athletes to be there. To make them, because they, they making the money anyway. Why not pay the actual athletes actual money? So that because that then that gets rid of the whole scholarship bullshit. Nah, these people listen. These systems are definitely set up and created in a way to make sure that black people don't get what they deserve and white people keep benefiting off of our keep labor. Benefiting off, yeah, for off free labor. It says here that the Rotunda has a, a brick and mortar counterpart. We're talking about University of Virginia. Four thousand enslaved uh, Africans built it. Four thousand. Four thousand. And so University of Virginia is pretty damn prestigious. They owe every single family a check. Yeah. Every single family that's a family member that's a descendant of any of those slaves, they should be getting a check right now. Yeah, that's it in Charlottesville. Deposit it into their account at this very moment. But that's yeah. not that's how sick they are. They know they but they got us fighting and beating each other up, putting our bodies on the line to go to day school, stressing our kids out. To go to but because they've school. broken, they've broken these. A lot of these families have been broken down to the point to where this is all you got. This is this is your only chance. Like this is your only shot. And it sounds like a movie, but a lot of these kids 
you know, I think it was Biggie Small said you either got a, a wicked jump shot or you're the slang crack rocker got a wicked jump shot. Well, crack ain't what it used to be. You can replace that with something else. Um, if you don't got a jump shot or you can't run into the end zone or you can't sack the quarterback or you can't hit a baseball and we don't play baseball anymore like that. Um, you, yeah, because of, because of the the impoverished conditions that a lot of black people are in, which, you know, cracks me up because online you would believe all black people got all the money in the world, especially on Twitter. And most right. of us are broke. Then a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.